What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Jordan, and this is Desmond, and welcome to episode sixteen of Two Black Nerds. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes on all things fandom, pop culture, and entertainment. All of them. As always, you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcast. Mm-hmm, Please mm-hmm. make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support. Something nice. And of course, join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Black Nerds. We appreciate that love, y'all. We got some stuff to get to today we got some movies that we've seen it's definitely valentine's day weekend mm, as we will get into um plus a load of other topics that have just happened that we definitely want to talk about today but let's get right into it man we're gonna have a conversation about the photograph my may my daughter i put my love into photographs Pictures took space in my heart instead of people. This was supposed to be a date. It is a date. I love you. I love you too. I just don't understand why she couldn't tell me about her life while she was alive. Maybe she thought it would help you look at her in another way. Hey, I'm Michael Block from the Republic. I'm doing a story about your mom. How's your article coming? To be honest, I was a little distracted. So I kept running back in my mind how you might respond to me asking you for a drink. So that was you asking me? In, in my mind, it wasn't that forward. You know what I mean? It was more smoother than, than that. <laughs> I'm terrible at first date. I just don't know whether to be vulnerable, aloof, funny. Why don't you just be yourself? What? I'm wondering if it's not too early in the night to kiss you. It wasn't too early. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) He's in love. This written all over your face. He looks so sappy, it's embarrassing. (laughs) Why you got your head down like you pray? Because I might need to. What would you pray for? Willpower. I keep reading her words. Don't you want more than this? I want you. What more do you want? My mother wasn't very good at love. What if I'm just like her? How are you supposed to know if you want to spend forever with someone? I want to try to be together. It's not practical. I'm not trying to be practical. I want to be with you. I said the opposite of everything that I wanted to say. I wish I didn't leave people behind so often. I let her leave 30 years later, still trying to figure that out. What would you have done differently? I would have gone after her. My man. I wish I had put as much courage into love as I put in my work. I don't want to lose you. Because I'm afraid to love you. You don't have to be afraid. What'd y'all do when the power went out today? (laughs) She did the little sip and smile thing like... Got to. Which is this year's Valentine's Day movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's also a, a black love movie, which Thank God. we'll definitely talk about that even more and what that means for uh, black cinema. But the photograph is directed by Stella McGee and written also by Stella McGee. And it's starring Issa Rae, Lakeith Stanfield, Shantae Adams, mm. Elon Noel, Kel- Kel- ugh, excuse me, Kelvin Harrison Jr., the Lil Rel Howery, uh-huh. Tiana Harris, yes. Rob Morgan, wow. and Courtney B. Vance. Wow. 
Wow. That's a cast right there, man. It's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, So far, in terms of reviews, it's doing really, really well. It has a 74% critic score and an 82% audience score and a B-plus cinema score. Um, And for the box office, um, the four-day weekend, what it's looking like it'll do is about $13.39 over the four-day weekend. And it was made for about $16 So it's doing what was projected from the studio. Um, We saw the photograph on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. um, And it is, again, a black love romance, you know, sort of story. Um, And we have like two of the biggest, I would say, black stars at this point right now leading this movie, Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield, Mm -hmm. which is really, really a positive thing to see. Just to, you know, sort of get into it, man, get in the conversation. What are what are your initial thoughts about the photograph and and what we saw of this movie? Man, what an very interesting movie to me, man. Not interesting in terms of, um, of course, the most, what's the word here? I guess crazy script, right? But just interesting to, interesting in terms of patience, right? This is a movie that I knew going in not to expect the craziest thing going on, right? Because that's what the trailer gave us. And so it was something I didn't want people to get too excited about which I think is what some people did. <laughs> I think some people did get too excited about the movie. And that's exactly what I wanted people to shy away from and to go on with zero expectations. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. And I enjoyed it a lot, man. I really did like this movie, The Photograph. Like I said, it was a very patient film. I like, can we talk about the score first of all? I just got to start with the score. Mm-hmm. I have to because mm-hmm. it's so fire. Robert Glasper then came in here and just went crazy, man. He has original pieces that he did. There's, Al Green, there's <laughs> yeah, he brings in a lot he of brings, he brings uh, in different so artists and musicians, much, man. A little Anita, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's just it 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 really is such an important part of the film for me. And I think there was so many things that were intentional behind the music, right? Um, one, a lot of it takes place in Louisiana, and I think music was a big part of that, right? Louisiana, we know, is uh, one of the the, the the largest or I guess not the largest but one of the most famous places in the world for birthing um jazz right absolutely and so just just the the music going on with the film and while the characters are in Louisiana is really meaningful I think I think I think people appreciated it but maybe not on, on, on that same level of deepness right like making a, a connection to actual Louisiana I think that everyone in the film is just exceptional mm-hmm. you you have a Issa Rae who can really carry anything she wants on screen. You have a Lakeith Stanfield who at this point we've already been calling a legend, right? You are you have like you have all these people. You, you Shantae Adams went crazy. Um, yeah. man, I think her performance might be slept on a little bit cuz she did a great job. Wylan Noel who is <laughs> what <laughs> like this this cast is so bomb. Yeah. Do you hear these names I'm saying right now? They really uh they really outdid themselves with I think just like some of the most impressive black actors and actresses that are that are working today right now um for sure and and a few of them have collaborated already um before Mm -hmm. this movie but you know just to sort of echo what you're saying that's really kind of my favorite part of the movie is just the cast i think everybody did a uh, a really really great job for the most part in terms of just playing their characters yeah um i really appreciated kelvin harrison jr like playing a role different than what we've seen man because he's been nothing but a star yeah like, we, we've he's seen in the him, center of the film yeah we've seen him in waves and loose mm-hmm. and he played a very 
angsty, angry teenager in both of those movies. Right. And this one, he's just kind of a laid back, chill, you grown know, man. grown man, just like, you know, good, good, good friend, funny guy, you mm-hmm. know, um, Lil Rel Howery, Tiana Paris. I think that they both did, um, hey, I good like, job. I like them a lot of what they did. Yeah. They were like married in the movie and they had their family. And, uh, Lil Rel Howery's character is the brother to Lakeith Stanfield. And, it, you know, I just got to say, Rob Morgan is such a tremendous actor and he's, in my mind, he's one of the most slept on um, actors working today right now it's because crazy. every time I see him on screen, just the gravitas he brings to any role that he does mm-hmm. and how he can convey so many emotions within just a few seconds. Yeah. Um, there's a moment in this movie where like some very important information is revealed and the emotions that he runs through on his face are just he just does it so seamlessly. And I, I just also want to point out that he was in Just Mercy. We talked about that movie. Right. I truly think he was robbed of an Academy Award nomination just yeah. for the work he did in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Courtney B. Vance, of course, is like he's bringing another you know level to this as well, like right. a certain weight mm-hmm. to this movie to give it to give it that extra that extra umph, you know, so to say. But yeah, I, I, I like the movie too. Um, I think that there were um, again like the cast and the dialogue, yeah. in particular, were thing were things that I thought like stood out about it, mm-hmm. and I just liked and appreciated that it's just a normal movie. You yeah. know, it's a normal movie that doesn't have really dramatic circumstances right. that are a part of the story. There isn't any sort of unnecessary baggage like trauma or mm-hmm. drama you know that are added mm-hmm. to it it's just it's just a normal story we're not we're not infusing it with anything about blackness per se yeah. or anything about you know just sort of the the world that we live in politically and socially mm-hmm. today it's just two people you know that that, yeah. that have this this love for each other and I, I really do appreciate that we finally got that because we just haven't seen a movie like that in, in a really long time at this point. Yeah. We, we've gotten, you know, sort of black love stories, your queen and slims, if Bill Street can talk, things like that. But they're right. they're also wrapped up in so much more than just the love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like these very social, political issues that are a part of that story. This, it's just two people, you know, and not once is anything about blackness mentioned really right. in the movie. They just... They just are. exist, and they just they just are. That's why I like this movie. They just are. That's that's so important to me, man. They just are. And you said they're just two people. They're just, they're two successful brown skin people. Like what? What are we watching right now? And again, I, I I just heard you know different or seeing different people's reaction on Twitter. Right? It was like, um, it's this and that. It's blah blah blah. It was too boring. And I'm like, this is the perfect amount of boring for me. <laughs> it was like the boring that I expected. Like, Issa Rae said she wanted more movies just about us being boring. That's like it. we don't always have to have these like larger than life consequences. Yeah. These stories that ask us like, how do you feel about this mm-hmm. this issue today? Like right. police brutality or mm-hmm. things like that. Like she said that she wanted more movies where we could just literally exist and be people. Yeah, you know. And I think that that's something that we do lack in Hollywood today. Like. I think it's just more, it should be more about balance, right? Like we can absolutely have the stories that address Mm -hmm. themes and things that are important to us um, and and address topics that are bigger than just like movies. And, you know, we can figure out how to translate that through art. But we also need movies 
that just look at us as regular people exactly. because that's exactly what we are. And we can just examine mm-hmm. what it's like when you take two people and we examine their love or two people who are, you know, pursuing their careers, for example, or two right. people having a conversation about music. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite parts about the movie. You know, this is like a slight, small spoiler, but there's like a, a really cool conversation where one of them is, you know, a big Kendrick fan yeah. and another one is a big Drake fan. Right. And that's a conversation that people have all the and time. And that's a, such a, cool moment to me because i've never seen that before you show me the movie where they are literally just chilling and asking questions that we have probably asked each other every day just regular conversation just regular all conversations the time you on know? a random date man yeah and they they did this thing where it's like really dope subtle art in the film that i actually think a lot of it might have been intentional that i would actually love to go back and explore but there's a lot of black art in the movie that is just absolutely amazing Going off of that too, just uh, we talk about Tiana Paris and Lil Rail's characters. Mm-hmm. How often do you see the successful dark skinned family yep. with kids and just thriving? Just affluent, living in New York, thriving at a really, really nice home. They're happy, um, just they're making jokes, yeah, they're laughing, it's just normal and fine and everything we don't i mean yeah we don't we don't get those depictions all that often we don't get it and and that's what i love so much about it maybe if another maybe too many films like that similar come out right happen but right now it feels like it it's somewhat of both a precedent and something that's followed something like built off something else before right sure which is kind of what the movie is right it's a it's a examination of of old romance with a combination of modern romance and I feel like that's kind of even just the way the movie is in terms of the quality of the movie. It's like it it is also it is built off of old things, but it's also some new stuff. Absolutely. Let's talk about that a little bit. That's one of the big elements of this story is looking at generational mm-hmm. love and relationships, right? Yeah. You can see in the trailers that a lot of the story and the structure of the movie is based off of um, flashbacks. In in the movie, Issa Rae's mother, you know, writes a letter that she sh- sort of reflects on mm-hmm. quite frequently, right? Um, so we get these flashbacks that look at the life of her mother, the love of her mother, and you know, sort of what what she went through with that. Mm-hmm. I think to just sort of point out one of the things that I I don't think worked quite as well. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't totally a miss for me but it didn't work quite as well it's just the transition back and forth between the modern story Uh versus the flashbacks Mm -hmm. i wasn't ever confused per se by who was who and when we were in you know different times like i i I followed it perfectly right i think the one thing for me is that i really bought into the chemistry between lakeith and isa Uh so much I wanted to see more, honestly, and that might just be a selfish desire. Uh-huh. I wanted to see more between them because it also felt like that their love and their relationship kind of escalated quickly, yeah. which may or may not be the case, but I think just based off of the structure of the movie, that's how it was presented to us. Yeah. So it, it escalated quite quickly, and so by the end of it, you're like, wow, a lot of this did move really fast mm-hmm. because we were jumping back and forth between stories, like two different stories. Yeah. And so you know, selfishly, a part of me wanted to see more of like what Lakeith and Issa were doing mm-hmm. to see how that development of that relationship was going present day. And I understood that you needed the past to sort of paint the picture for what's happening today. Right. I just think that a better balance could have been achieved at least mm-hmm. or 
a, a little bit more of an interesting way um, in terms of how to tell the story of like the past love. And I think also it might have been it might have been worth seeing also just how the generational sort of effects mm. really took you know took sort of a t- took sort of an effect on Issa's character because I don't think we really got a chance to see that. Yeah. Um, and we're 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 sort of led to believe in the movie that her mother wasn't the greatest mother, right? But we never really saw that. Like in the scenes that right. we saw, she was actually like a really loving mother and a really yeah. caring mother. So I don't know if I really mm-hmm. bought that. And so I think I think that there just could have been a little bit better of a balance between the two, you know, sort of generational right. looks at those love, and then just also some things that they told us weren't always completely convincing, whether it be about the mother daughter relationship or mm-hmm. the love that Lakeith. Um, and Issa developed, I think there could have been a little bit more seen in those aspects. Mm, I agree with that. I think there was, I think for me, there's only a couple things that I didn't, I guess, I guess Rockwood isn't the world, uh, word, but you know, just could have made it a little bit better for me. I know, I, I know we said, you know, there was no trauma or anything like that, uh, which is great. It's amazing, but it's just a little too predictable. The movie's just a little too predictable for Agreed. me. And yeah. also it's like a really fizzy, bubbly movie, which I like, right? But I want you to give me love. Don't just give me bubbly, fizzly, right? Give me fireworks. And there was like a couple times I really didn't even get fireworks. Like, I want you to give me fireworks. And because I didn't get that, um, I think is why, you know, I, I think could have been better if they would have given me that. Also, um, kind of what you said, man, there was this really cool parallel um, when, you, when you see the film, you'll understand that they drew between the old relationship, right? Between uh, Wyland and Shantae's character and uh, the new relationship between Lakeith and Issa's character that was really dope. Like when you see it, you're gonna be like, "Damn, that was actually hella tight." But more of that would have been really dope to see how both old love and new love can be both the same and different. Would have been just an amazing, I think, I guess, t- continuation of the vibe that they had already built in the film. You know what I mean? Like to make it, I don't know, just just feel more more intentional for sure. I guess is the is the word I'm looking for, and yeah, that's it, man. I think if they would have done those things, it would have been a, just a, that much better. Absolutely, but amazing film, man. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to really the whole cast and also Stella, the director. Um, Shout out to Stella, Shout black out. director. You know, okay, which she- is wonderful, and she also wrote the movie. So I, you know, really again, just appreciate that we can get a normal movie and just exist in that space. Yep. Um, would love to see more of that. And, you know, though the movie may not be perfect and we have our thoughts about it, and I've certainly seen a lot of thoughts about it on social oh, yeah, social sure. media. Um, I know a lot of people, I, I think to your point, we're expecting more, mm-hmm. probably expecting more fireworks, yeah. probably expecting, you know, just more chemistry and just mm-hmm. like stronger, more illustrated sort of things to happen in the movie. But it's a very, it's a quiet movie. Yeah, it's it a, quiet a quiet movie. movie. Mm-hmm. It's a slower movie. It just sort of operates at its own pace. Yeah. And that works to its benefit yeah. in some areas. Exactly. Um, and it also, you know, could, it, it also creates opportunities for improvement, I think, too. Yeah, You know, sure. again, it's not perfect, but it's also just a really, I think it's a valuable experience to go and see just a movie where we're just normal and, and living our lives. Man, I'm starting to learn black people are cutthroat, boy. It's a, it's a tough crowd. If, if it's, <laughs> it's if a it's tough like, crowd. If it's like not blowing their socks off, it's an F. Yeah, and yeah. And I'm like, what a, is, are you crowd. okay? <laughs> Why gotta be an F? Just because it didn't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people said it, um, they think it should went to Netflix. But who? I mean, uh, but all, based off of what precedent, though? I don't we're, we're getting huge movies on Netflix. Like, so I, what's what's the precedent 
what just because you don't want to pay for it is that what i actually don't know what that means you know yeah i don't know what that means like we just had movies like the irishman on netflix which cost like 200 million dollars and got nominated for 10 oscars and I mean, though you know, I'm not comparing the movies. I'm just saying that, like, what, the scale, yeah, yeah, the scale of it. Like, what what difference would it have made if it had gone to Netflix? You just wouldn't have paid for it, but your opinions will still be the same, yep. you know. So I don't, and, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't know if if we're just in this thing where we don't just want to go see movies, or we don't. I mean, I understand not wanting to pay for movies, I guess, but I don't understand not wanting to pay for movies. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't understand the the thought process between not supporting black films. Even if you don't like it, that don't mean, oh, I wish it just would have came to Netflix. No, yeah. you, su- you supported it. That's not every, the solution. Every movie's not going to be fire. Exactly. <laughs> it's that simple as that. Exactly. Every movie's not going to be fire. And if you're, listen, at the end of the day, if you're making a choice to pay for the movie, mm-hmm. you're also making the choice that you very you very well may be disappointed by the experience. Right. That's that's the risk that you run with any literally any movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's nothing whether it's great reviews or great box office or great word of mouth, nothing can prepare you necessarily for the opinion that you're going to end up having. Right. So even though all the all the signs might point to it being a really good movie, mm-hmm. you could still walk away and not like it. Well, listen, we're grown and we pay for our own shit, so you just got to live with it. That's it, it. And, and there will be another movie that comes out and you may enjoy it or may not. It, it it just that's just how it works. Right. So I don't know. But um, off my soapbox. With that said, th- <laughs> those are our thoughts about the photograph. Uh, before we move on, man, do you have any any uh, any thoughts on what your favorite black romantic movie might be? Mm. Just off the top of your head, I hate to put you on the spot like that, Jesus. but it's you know it's it's February. It's Black History Month. We just got past Valentine's Day, and we got quite a lot of black romance movies there you know that a lot, lot of people of black romance yeah movies. i didn't realize it until like reflecting back on it there's quite a quite a lot um that we that we've had to enjoy over the years especially like the late 90s early 2000s we got like a really huge influx of them at that point actually you go first let me think for a second Give oh I, a second. yeah i definitely don't mind uh it's boomerang for boomerang, me really? boomerang yeah uh because i'm i'm just a huge eddie murphy fan mm-hmm. and i i just also like the fact that that's again. That's another movie where it's just a, it's just a normal movie. It's not really taking into account like anything about blackness or right. anything. It's just a normal, you know, romantic sort of comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's also like one of my favorites too, because it's hella funny. Like yeah, the comedy is. of that movie is amazing, and it's a great cast. Like Halle Berry is in that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Martin Lawrence is in the movie. Like it's it's just dope. It's a dope movie, and that was like Eddie Murphy. At his apex, he was just like on fire at that point. So, and I saw it actually at a later age. I didn't see it when I was like super young. I saw it when I was around like a teenager in high school, mm-hmm. and so it was just able to resonate a little bit more at that age. So that's probably that's probably my favorite black love movie I could think of. Man, I think I don't. I guess you consider this a love uh, love movie. It was a lot going on in this movie, y'all. I really like the best man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a love movie, uh, really albeit with some because it was drama. a lot going on, a lot of drama. And it's not, yeah. you know, like the super lovey dovey movie. But I just really like that movie, man. It's I like it because there's a lot going on. Definitely. I like the cast. I watched it recently. I was like, this looks really good. Like when it was when it came out, I was like, this movie looks really fire. Like they shot this really well, um, and it's iconic, man. It's 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 the best, man. There's so many laughs in there and intense moments. That is hard not to love it. So that's that's probably it for me. It certainly is. And shout out to them for making a sequel years and years later. And it yeah. being, I mean, you can compare the two, and they're oh, yeah. they're, they're pretty close in terms of quality. Yeah, so no, they're fire. Yeah, um, I'd agree with you on wait, that. Wait, well, a couple more things before we leave the photograph. 
Um, shout out to Jasmine uh, Cephas Jones, who was also in the photograph. She was uh, Issa's homegirl. She um, she's coming up in the world. She also played the girlfriend um, to Raphael Casal in Blind Spotting, mm-hmm. um, which which. I feel like she's just gonna come come out of nowhere with yeah. some with some bomb rolls. She's impressive. And for some reason, this is like the fourth time I heard this, bro. I got a text. Somebody was like, "Bro, you look." <laughs> the whole time I was watching the movie, I was looking at Wyland Noel. Like, is that Dez? And I was like, "If I hear that one more time, <laughs> um, no comment." Issa, <laughs> no Issa. comment. It's, but look, if I had a beard, maybe I don't have a beard. Maybe. I don't. I don't know if they're too far off with that, man. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm not. I don't know if people are too it's, far off with that no, one. That's crazy, dude. Um, if you, I mean, uh, l- listen, listen. Just <laughs> look at Insecure. Look at the first purge. <laughs> the first purge. And look at hey, the photograph. Look, and um, we might have to do a side by side. Look, and, and if I'm a late, look. Give me a give me a beard, and we we we'll start comparing. Well, that, and then just grow your hair back out a little. Oh, bit. just a little mini fro. And it's it's yeah yeah. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, those are our thoughts on the photograph. If you saw the movie, um, hit us up on social and let us know what you think at Two Black Nerds on Twitter and Instagram. Let's move on, man. Uh, shall we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic the Hedgehog, the iconic. One and only Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm Sonic, a little ball of super energy in an extremely handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers. So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on Earth. What? Ow! Let the plate Sonic! Let the bitch's mount also Sonic! There's a lot around this movie. Um, it's been a long time coming, but we shall we shall di- you know dissect it and break it down. So Sonic the Hedgehog came out this weekend. It's directed by Jeff Fowler, written yeah. by Pat Casey and Josh Miller, and it's starring James Marsden, Ben Schwartz, Tika Sumter, and Jim Carrey. Uh, right now, in terms of reviews, it has a 63% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Also from Rotten Tomatoes, a 95% audience score. Oh my goodness! Wow. And an A cinema score. Damn, people love this movie. You see the um, people in front of us. I yeah, they were. Into they gave it, it an A+. They were. They were into it. <laughs> um, at the box office, I think it certainly surpassed many people's expectations. Over the four day um, holiday weekend, it's done sixty eight million domestically and a hundred and eleven million globally. Wow. Um, and the budget is estimated to be. To be between eighty one and ninety five million. Um, it's officially become the uh, largest opening weekend for a video game adaptation um, in terms of a movie ever at this point. It, it surpassed uh, D- Detective Pikachu, Pikachu that came mm-hmm. out about a year ago. Um, so yeah, Sonic's doing great business thus far. Um, in the middle of February, this movie was initially supposed to come out in November. As you may or may not know, there was a lot <laughs> of controversy around the design of sonic when the first trailer dropped uh, a while but that seemed like ages ago at this point but it was like last summer that first trailer dropped yeah uh with that initial design mm-hmm. and man people were not having it i wasn't having people it. were not having that design it was just he had teeth um, oh man it like was really human teeth really human he was the he, hair looked just crazy disfigured yeah it, deformed it just i don't know what the inspiration was for that design of sonic but it just wasn't it so That's the because of the controversy um the the movie damn near got co-opted by the audience people were so outraged Which, that they went back and redesigned the character from scratch yeah. every scene that he was in good job everybody that's actually unbelievable that, that because of 
because of internet and social media reactions backlash man this major you know movie coming out from a studio they went back to the drawing board and basically any animator and cgi artist who worked on it they had to go back and redesign and he's you know in almost every scene of the movie so it's significant work Mm -hmm. and that that caused it to be pushed back by a few months like i mentioned it was supposed to come out november now it's february um but yeah there was a lot of controversy but they i would i would say a lot more people are certainly happy with the design of him now oh yeah um and he looks certainly more faithful to the character that we that we grew up with in the video games Mm -hmm. but with all of that said sonic has come out um these are our thoughts on the movie i i guess i'll start Mm -hmm. and say that it's a fine movie it's fine like it's 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 pretty good Mm -hmm. um it's enjoyable it's absolutely made for kids like which it should be you know it's 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 that type of property but we knew that going in like Mm -hmm. there's no trickery or subterfuge happening like we knew that this is like supposed to be a kid-friendly movie and it operates as such but um still i think an enjoyable time like if you if you enjoy the character or if you have any sort of relationship with sonic in the video games you can walk into this movie and just have a have a pretty decent time yeah i would say that in terms of video game adaptations quote unquote it's at the top of the heap that's not a high bar not a high we, bar we know video game movies are in fact tragic detective pikachu just put surpassed the bar yeah yeah um we we know that that bar has been tragic uh, over the years but this this did a pretty good job mm-hmm. i think that there were definitely some moments that i laughed there's one moment in particular that elevator scene oh uh, yeah which was hilarious mm-hmm. so there were definitely some laughs and then of course, got to shout out Jim Carrey, man. That dude is talented. He still got it, bro. He he's, still he's got, got it. it after. I mean, he's been working for like 30 years. We He's been at the forefront, you know, for, for like 30 years at this point. And he's just so good. He's Legendary. so entertaining. Um, Jim Carrey is just a legend and an icon. And he brings all of those Jim Carrey characteristics that you've come to know and expect. That body humor, that over-the-top, yep. you know, sensibility that he has about himself. Just the comedy. All of it. It just works. It works. He's great. I think he did a, you know, fabulous job and yeah i mean really just you know it was an enjoyable movie um certainly not something i would necessarily go back to because again it is for like kids and i'm not necessarily going to pop in and just like watch sonic all the time right. like it's 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 one of those movies where it's like it's cool to see mm-hmm. you say you saw it and that that is what it is yeah. um but yeah I, I thought it was fine i would honestly just echo that sentiment man uh it was it was fun to watch um as a sonic fan you're like all right what are they gonna do here what are they going to do here? When is Sonic going to do this? When is Sonic going to do that? Um, I found myself doing that a lot as a Sonic fan, right? As someone who's played hella Sonic games, I was like, uh-oh, what's going on here? I enjoyed they have a, a couple Easter eggs to music, right? Which you expect in the film where there's Green Hill Zone or you know what I mean? And it, man, you pretty much said it all, dude. It was, it was, I laughed a lot. I laughed more than I thought I would, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, they got me a couple times uh, with the laughs. I wish... I wish Tika Sumter wasn't as corny. She was just a little too corny. Yeah, just a very little, corny. A little too corny for me. Like for it, you, it was comedy for like yeah. six year olds. You and know, you, you know, you know, Tika got swag. You can still be funny to kids, and you don't got to be that corny, and they'll still laugh <laughs> if you do it right. Um, but man, you pretty much said it all. Uh, I I appreciated it. You know, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't sensational. I think it's going to make an amazing television film. Like, when Sonic comes on TV, it's going to be a decent watch. You know what I mean? I don't know what channel will come on. <laughs> but who, TBS, who knows? I yeah, don't TBS, know. something. But I think, it, I think it's going to be a cool TV movie, man. Um, I think if you're a Sonic fan, I would say go watch it for sure um, if you like Sonic. But 
I'm excited for what could potentially come in the future. And they point to that. And they point to that. For sure. There's so much that can happen in Sonic that does not happen in this movie. That If you're a Sonic fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There are characters not yet introduced. There are things not yet introduced. And they can go very far with it. Even just... Even there's even more iconic Sonic songs, right? Um, whether it be like Sonic Adventure or in literally any and everything. Um, I actually think if they continue to do the success, that we'll see more Sonic movies in the future, man. Agreed. If they um if they continue to perform well at the box office, which they are, if if the movie has some decent legs um over the next couple of weeks, I don't see why they wouldn't go ahead and greenlight another one. Yeah. Um, it it's satisfying the audience that that it's intended for. Um, and and I think pushing back the date ultimately benefited the movie. Good job, um, everybody. Because this movie coming out in November would have absolutely gotten lost in just the the massive amount of stuff that was coming out around that time, your yeah. frozen twos and your Ford V Ferraris, mm-hmm. which I mean, these are some of these movies are intended for different audiences, but um, I think it coming out now just proved to be a benefit. And obviously it gave them more time to just get the character design, right? Which Sonic does look like Sonic in this movie. Um, the CGI itself isn't perfect at times. Like you can still see the, the holes and the gaps, but better, but better. And, and also <laughs> it's like, at a certain point, you have to give them leeway because they had to redesign so much. Yeah. So the time mm-hmm. that they had to, you know, just sort of double back on a lot of the stuff, I really can't hold it against them because yeah. I, I just pray for CGI artists who worked on this movie because yeah. I can't imagine how much they had to probably scramble mm-hmm. to work on this on top of the many other priorities that they have. I and, think they did a great job. Yeah, and and we mm-hmm. we know like maybe this is like a conversation for another podcast, but. The CGI industry and the animated effects and all of that type of stuff, it's a it's a really it can be grimy. Oh yeah. Um and so I just wanna say that they with what they had to do in such a short amount of time, I think that they good did job. they did a good job. Yeah. So um yeah. That's that's Sonic the Hedgehog. That's Sonic. If you're into the character, or if you just want like a good friendly family movie, mm-hmm. go check it out. Um those are our thoughts on Sonic. Let us know what you think about the movie at Two Black Nerds on social, Twitter and Instagram. Let's move on, man. Um, we're in the midst of it right now. NBA All-Star Weekend yes, is happening sir. in Chicago, Illinois right now. It's been great. Um, as of the recording of this episode, the actual All-Star game has not happened, so we cannot talk about that. But what we can talk about mm. is All-Star Saturday night, which is, in a lot of cases, more exciting than the game itself. Yeah, um, maybe. Because of the three-point competition and the yeah. dunk contest, which we absolutely want to give a little bit of uh, attention to today. So we both watched this last night, mm-hmm. um, the three-point contest and the dunk competition. I'll just say that each and every year is always kind of a toss-up for the quality of these. Like, yeah. I think the three-point contest, for the most part, is always going to be interesting because seeing shoot or shoot is just yeah, fun. You know what I'm fun. saying? Especially in today's league where that's, that is the way to play. Mm-hmm. Like people are just playing that type of ball now. But this three point contest, but though. this one in particular, man, they were balling out for sure. Now, I have, I have a question. I don't know if you know this, but like, so this year I know that they had a money ball rack uh-huh. where every ball was a money ball. And then they also had those, those Mountain, Mountain Dew, Dew balls, balls, which were 30 foot shots. Yeah. Have those, is this like the first year that they yep, did that? Brand new this year. Okay, I thought so because 
that was a great addition. I thought. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that. It, it it adds like a new level to the to the competition. Um, because I think when you do this every year, it can become a little bit repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes predictable. For example, but to add in that thirty foot shot, which is like three points in and of itself, and then a money ball rack where every ball on the rack is two points. Like it just spices it up really, really cool. And yeah. like people were going crazy in this competition. People was going nuts, boy. Specifically, man, Devin Booker was was. Oh eaten. man, and of course Buddy Hill was eating, man. Yeah, I expected. I honestly expected. Um, at first, I was like, "Man, Devin Booker might come out with this," but then I started. I, I looked in Buddy Hill's eyes. <laughs> you saw that fiery that competition. Fire he had his that, eyes. that mama mentality. I was like, was oh, coming yeah, through. Really though, I was like, "Oh no, he's coming with it." Buddy Hill's going crazy, and then lo and behold. Even the first round, the competition the first was, round. was really tough. Like, oh, I mean, people needed like no less than like twenty six points to even advance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, people, folks were coming out the gate just yeah, shooting it, got, it, it on fire. Hectic. It definitely got hectic. Man. Yeah, yeah, it was really impressive to see. But um, yeah, Buddy Hill, he was just uh, he was just on it, just hitting everything last night. And it was, I thought, I thought it was a great composition. And I love the again the implementation of like. The thirty foot shot and and all those different he, things. He won by one money ball. Yeah, one one wow one money ball. So what a competition! It came was, down to I the wire. Hype. It came down <laughs> to the wire. I was yeah. hype, man. It gets you really invested. Like some of these years, I will say that the three point contest is better than the dunk contest in some of these years. Like it's more, it's just more mm. interesting because it's like more competitive sometimes. Mm. So um, I know that that's happened over a few times, but we do we do got to talk about this dunk contest. Yeah, because that didn't happen this year. Yeah, not this year. No, not almost this year. though. Three point um, contest was a fire, but yeah, if dunk it was if it, if it was an off year, it could have been that way, but, but not this dunk year. Contest though. So let's just get to it. This Woo. year's dunk contest competitors. Um, we had Derek Jones Jr. from the Miami Heat, Aaron Gordon from the Orlando Magic. Pat um, Connington from the Milwaukee Bucks and Dwight Howard from the L.A. Lakers, who decided to come back and compete after, like, not being in it for 11 <laughs> years. Um, and then, so, they, the judges this year, very interesting assortment of people judging the dunk yeah, contest. It was. So, we had we had Candace Parker. Makes sense. We had Common. Um, Whatever that's about. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know they're in Chicago. I get it. That's- we also have Scottie Pippen. Makes uh-huh. makes complete sense. That Chicago Bull sense. Hall of Famer. Um, Chad, Chadwick Boseman? Chadwick, um, whatever that's about. That's the one I don't get. <laughs> why was he judging the dunk contest? Wait, can we talk about, can we talk about Chadwick Boseman for a second? <laughs> please, please do. Let's, let's address Chad um, so, <laughs> on this podcast. So first, first, first thing. When they pan to Chadwick Boseman, they're introducing the judges. You see this man's hair. <laughs> and I'm trying to explain. <laughs> Please what it, go ahead and explain what this man's I, hair looks like. I can't like. even explain what it looks like. It's like a it's like a curly mohawk shag. <laughs> it's like you <laughs> like a oh man. It's really what it is, like a curly mohawk shag. You know what's man. hilarious is like I just literally watched Get On Up. That movie's so tight. Man. Which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um that's where he plays uh, uh James, James Brown. Brown. Mr. Bird. And the hair that he has in that movie was mm-hmm. similar to what he had that last only- night, except it was curly though. It was, it was the curly sort Bro, of. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I'm like, what movie are you working I don't know on right what now? What movie you working on? But it cannot be a Bob because <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be Jimi Hendrix. Jimi hair never looked like Jimmy that. Jimi never. No, 
That, but if it's <laughs> if it's a biopic, whose hair looks like that? I don't know whose hair. Like, <laughs> what other black person can Chadwick Boseman play at this point? He's played so, everybody. So but. what I'm really afraid of is that that was just a, a choice. <laughs> Oh, like he just wanted to do like this he himself. Just wanted to do this himself. Like I hope not. I it's hope. all. I don't, I hope not as well. But you know, it's also again, it's kind of weird. Twenty One Bridges just came out like a few months ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually saw him in person because he was he was at uh oh, yeah. Build Studios, mm-hmm. which is near my job, and I just went over there because I'm like, oh, it's Chadwick Boseman. I just want to see him. Mm-hmm. And his hair was nowhere near like that. So in between <laughs> November and now, these like three months. Not only has it grown tremendously, but somehow he's curled the entire thing. And like you said, it's like a mohawk because oh, it's kind of shaved on the yeah, sides. It's like a mohawk curly. It's like a curly mohawk, man. I don't know, it's man. so wild looking. I don't know. But I, also, like, the announcer. The announcer. Wait, what did he say? I'm trying to He think. said, um, also, from hailing from South Carolina by way of Wakanda, Wakanda. Oh, my God. Which is why? Why, Somebody, why are you doing that? So as soon as he said that, <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> His facial reaction, you could you could tell. Like, did, did did he just really say that shit over the over the PA? Chadwick Boseman felt like he was forced to do the Wakanda Forever salute. He was absolutely peer pressured and forced to do that. He did not want to. He was not thinking about Black Panther at that specific moment, <laughs> bro. It is just so like why if okay if it was February 2018 <laughs> and Black Panther just came out I get it get it I totally get it but bro it's been two years like we, we gotta we gotta years. let that go that man is sick of doing it the, the damn Wakanda <laughs> forever at this point he gotta be sick of it he's probably like damn it and I'm doing another movie and he's doing and another one god damn that's the gift and the curse right of being in like one of the biggest movies ever yeah but it's know? like somebody help my man's Somebody help my man. But why was he judging the dunk competition? <laughs> everything we still ch- have yet to address. Every, everything that. around Chadwick Boseman was a mystery. He's not from Chicago. He he's not a professional basketball player. Why? Why? I don't get it. Maybe his last. What minute. does he know about dunks? Maybe his last minute or something. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> like they just pull. Yeah, they, they, like Lupe Fiasco ain't show up. But if that, <laughs> Lupe, but if that's the case, <laughs> get Chance. Yeah, he was Chance right. Was he was right, right there. there. Chance was right there, and I know Chance would have done yeah, it. Yep, and you know he probably would have did decent too. Chance yeah, probably would have done decent. Chance would have done. He's decent. a basketball fan, so he's he a basketball fan. He's from Chicago. Chicago to make sense. I don't get the Chadwick Boseman stuff, man. I don't know. Well, we've 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 given we've given Chadwick enough hell, but um uh, and uh, the, <laughs> the other judge was Dwayne Wade. Oh, I forgot about judge. Dwayne Wade. I have a problem with Dwayne Wade uh, and his sh- judging ability in, in this one, but we'll, <laughs> we'll we will talk about that because Dwayne Wade made some bad decisions. But anyway, um, this dunk competition, so it was fire. It was a great great competition. Yeah, that absolutely ended the controversy, right? Mm-hmm. But the story has to be Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And just how phenomenal of a dunker this man is. Like it I don't know. Maybe 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 I'm jumping out on a uh-huh. hill and saying this, but I'm gonna say it. That boy nasty. Is he not the greatest dunker to compete in this specific dunk competition? I'm not saying he's the greatest dunker ever, but in terms of the slam dunk competition, this oh, is, yeah. this was his third one. Oh yeah. Is he not the greatest one ever? I mean he hasn't won, which Two of those are very debatable at this very point. Very debatable, specifically 2016. Yes, very debatable. Which I also think is the greatest dunk competition ever. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like at the top of the mountain at this point. But is he not the greatest greatest one ever to do this? You know, even though he hasn't won, like he's gotten robbed. I I put him up there like. He's up there with Dominique, you know, Dominique, with dunk competitions killing, yeah. and, and Vince Carter and, and Jason Richardson and Michael Jordan, but he's never won one. Mm-hmm. And we know on this night in particular, he 
absolutely should have won. He definitely should have won. He he got nothing but perfect scores. Five, he got five straight fifties until in, the last dunk. Until the last, which we shouldn't have even got to that point. So so this is what happened. So we 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 did the normal rounds oh, and yeah. uh the first the first round the first round was okay i'm like it okay we're cool. getting there uh dwight howard i don't know why he showed up i don't yeah. know what he was doing pat Connaughton liked his dunks his dunk the, the, the white man the, can't jump joint that was that was fire Ooh. and then the off the backboard that off the backboard oh my god was nasty nasty like nasty. if it was a weak year he would have advanced to the second round yeah, but he was. ran up against Derek and aaron and it was just it, w- it was too bad for him but we get to the second round and like Derrick Jones Jr., the man, like his athleticism, that man is crazy. And yo. the way he contorts his body as he's dunking, he's just like it's ridiculous. It's, it's not even all or just that. It's the power. That man be like pure force. It's like you do something crazy, and then you hear the 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 thunder afterwards. He's Absolutely, like, Jesus. And he loves like the between the legs joints. Like, oh yeah, he, he loves. Them. He reminded me of Jason Richardson, who used to always oh, do Jason like Richardson shit between the legs. Yeah. And just, I'm just like every time somebody does that, it's just like super impressive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he also had like the theatrics to go with it. Like, it, it was like, cause it wait, it was was it his birthday? Yep, it was and, his and yeah, and he brought out like the the happy birthday and yeah, stuff happy, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then just Aaron Gordon, like he's so tall, so when he jumps and he's like just able to like float in the air for so long, I'm just like, what's going on? It's ridiculous, dog. But they kept getting fifties, which led to a dunk off, which also happened in 2016 between Aaron Gordon and, and Zach, Zach Levine. 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 Mm-hmm. So the dunk off leads to two them having to have two more dunks, which I mean I don't think anybody's really prepared for. So you just kind of have to figure it out yep. on the spot, right? You're just making shit up at this point. Yeah, and so like they both did their first dunks, got fifties, and so at, at at that point on the fifth dunk, it's like y'all just got to give it to them both, really. And then they just kept going, and they kept going. They had another dunk to 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 break the tie, and Aaron Gordon tries to clear Taco. Which he damn near did. He I mean, he almost he, did. He, he almost did. It but like even right though he didn't there. perfect, like he didn't do it yeah, perfectly. He didn't, he didn't completely clear him. But it was still impressive. That man but is it, seven five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Taco ain't short. Um, and then Derek did the sort of the tribute to Michael Jordan. You know, the the free throw line shot. Mm-hmm. Um, attempted. One attempt, step in. One step. And in. he was still mad. Yeah, yeah. He one step in. He was like, damn it. <laughs> Which wasn't that you know how amazing that is. You can be one step in. Yeah, one step in to still make that happen. Um, Crazy dog. But Derek ended up winning. Um, I think I think Aaron Gordon lost because he brought out them damn TikTokers. You think so? <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> wouldn't have done it because I was like, why the hell he bring out them? I damn was like, that's lame. Gentrification. Yeah, TikTokers. I, man. I didn't appreciate that. They still gave him a fifty on that dunk though. No, they? they did. Yeah. I think so did. I'm just like, but I don't know, man. Um, Aaron Gordon, it's, it sucks that he hasn't won one, but he he sort of came out and said right after he's like, I'm not doing this again. Mm-hmm. Like I've done it three times, and I did four or five straight fifties. Um, and he even mentioned like they they show up to do four dunks. You know what I'm saying? And like it yeah, should just he be. He was the, really mad in the press conference. Yeah. I put in the clip. Um. With everything he said, yeah, he but was just um, he was just like, we I got f- four fifties in a row. Why are we still going? Yeah, that's it. Like it should just be the best that's of four. A, that's that's how right? he felt. He's like, like, if you advance to the next round, cool. But if it comes down to a tie, my previous score should matter. Exactly. And then you know, at that point, do you leave it to judges' decision? You mm-hmm. know, to just come up with the winner, just pick. Maybe so. You know, maybe that is the the way to go. Um, Dwayne Wade has some questionable. 
Uh-oh. scores throughout that competition. Not too like, hard on my boy. Because like at first he was like, oh, I do penalize <laughs> for like missing on the first attempt. Yeah. But then he didn't do it later on in the competition. And then he said he got peer pressure into a certain score. <laughs> and then it came out after the fact that all of the judges, they said this on the record. They were like, yeah, we were going to agree on a tie. Like we were going to award it to both of them. Mm-hmm. But somebody changed up their score at the last minute. And that's why Aaron Gordon ended up losing. Somebody somebody ended up giving him a, a nine instead, instead of, of a, a 10. 10. You know, So he ended up with that 47 on the final dunk, wow. um, which lost to um, Derek's. I think he had a 48. You know, yeah. So it was just like by one point. Somebody went rogue and just, just like made their own decisions. So, just too much ridiculousness. They probably should just reevaluate the rules with the judging. Like the dunk competition itself was great and it was entertaining, but they should probably look at those rules and figure out like a better way to go about it. And um, also get people who can judge dunking, uh, Chadwick Boseman. True. So that might be still, a start. I'm still blaming it on the TikTokers. That's well, why he lost. <laughs> you know what? I'm the, gonna go. I'm gonna go with you on that the one. Unflavored TikTokers. I'm, I'm gonna go with you on that the one. Gentrified TikTokers. Also, one of them wasn't even dancing when she was, got up there. There was two black girls up there. Yeah, one of them one is, wasn't even like one of the TikTokers. Were, she was just like looking like uncomfortable, and I'm like, oh, you're not used to this, huh? Like, they were they were doing the dance that they stole. Why did he? Yeah, he. You know what? <laughs> they were doing the dance that they stole from the black girl. He probably did lose because of that. Which. The black girl that made the dance actually ended up with K Camp. You see that video? I did see that. Yes. So, Shout out to K Camp. Man. Who's been making hits for a minute now? Um Quiet. Those quiet. <laughs> quiet but deadly. Um, those are our thoughts about All Star Weekend so far. Uh, we will see how the All Star game turns out tonight. You're gonna you know it's gonna be just literally no defense. Um just off the back actually alley oops, all actually, that stuff. I think tonight might be different. Why? Because Sterling uh, announced the award would be called the Kobe Bryant MVP award. It will be. Who wants to be the first one to get the Kobe Bryant? I MVP? think that's going to be some fire. Okay. I think, I think a lot of people on the court are going to be like, I want to be the first one to have that award. It still ain't going to be no defense though. That might not be no defense. They still, but, but they, they will show out. But they will show out. Yeah. They, yeah. The offense will. <laughs> it's probably going to be 160 points Which, per team. The reason that's annoying is because Kobe didn't care. Kobe's like, no, this is I, Kobe walked on the court and he was like, it's still. Cutthroat, super competitive. Like I didn't watch a, a couple of um, clips of between either him and Jordan, yep. or him and LeBron. Super competitive. And and he was just, he was at it. Yeah, I, I saw a clip earlier where LeBron, LeBron went for the chase down. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe was, was like, like nah, "Good try." I'm not scared. <laughs> he said, "Good I'm try." Still, right, I'm still about to dunk his on, ass. Man. Like it don't even matter. Yeah, Kobe. I mean, he's like a what four time um, NBA All Star um, MVP, I believe. Like he he always won that award because he would just be showing out. He every actually year. plays. Yeah, he actually plays the game. Like he mm-hmm. he won to win and yeah so that's that's dope hopefully it is an entertaining game hopefully we do get some some Maybe. fiery if, competition if Giannis tonight. didn't pick such a weird ass team his team is off like well i don't want to say they're awful, not awful they're all it's, talented it's, yeah it's but weird. lebron it's clearly one-sided <laughs> it's clearly one-sided it might as well just been east west again if it, that was it, the case right sh- i think it should, should just be like that from yeah. here on out because yeah. either that or y'all need a new captain bro it's like that's what like, it is it's like during kickball it's like Giannis. Almost like was picking his friends over the good people. I'm gonna pick my homies, but <laughs> and it's like he or like his little cousin was over yeah. there, so we had to pick his little we just cousin. Gotta, we got to get him on the you, team. Like you have to be on the team, so come over here. But, but LeBron got all the fucking LeBron was like, well, you crazy, yeah. nigga? I'm picking all the good people. Yeah, he got all the weapons. With you. It's also weird because we don't got KD this year, not playing. It is weird. He probably would have been on Giannis's team. I also, believe. people got snubbed. Like, why is Brandon Ingram on no one's team? Weird. Make yeah. that make sense. That's also. A thing whatever too, so but, but we'll see how that turns out tonight did you watch nba all-star weekend let us know your thoughts on social at two black nerds twitter and instagram 
And to wrap up this week's show, as always, we got some quick hits, some things we got to talk about, things that dropped over the past week, things in movies, TV, just other weird news that we've heard about. Let's get right to it, man. First off, Robert Pattinson is the Batman. We finally got shots and video footage of the suits, wow. man. Wow, oh, wow. Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves has released the first look at the Batman suit from his upcoming film, The Batman, which is coming out mm-hmm. June 2021. They are currently filming right now in the United Kingdom. And we finally have gotten our first look as Robert Pattinson as the Batman. What do you think about the suit, man? I think I like this, dude. Um, specifically with I think the the tone that Matt Reeves has given us and the the I guess the feng shui that Rob Pattinson is is attempting to bring to this character. I think the suit fits, man, for right now. It's nothing too over the top, right? It's not like your big Ben suit, which is, you know, just really bulky. It's just a real comic booky feels more detective y than super, super superhero, you for know, sure. if that makes sense. Kinda kinda suit, man. I think we talked about this. It's it's like a Mixed between like Batman Beyond and oh what what is in it Arkham and Arkham yeah, yeah. Arkham yeah the Arkham oh. suit is it seems like it's very influenced by yeah. that for mm-hmm. sure and it's it's hella tight so my favorite part of the suit of course that everyone's talking about gotta talk about it is the bat symbol man you gotta talk about that bat symbol so in this suit you can kind of see that the bat symbol has like um like shards of a handgun in it right. And so the hit, that's actually a nod to comic books. So actually, Detective Comics number one thousand, which is actually a fire issue. <laughs> Detective Comics number one, uh, number one thousand. Batman actually takes the gun that murdered his parents. Yep. Right. The uh, he this is, they actually named the guy who murdered his parents too in the comics. Name is like Joe Chills. Or Joe something. Chill. Yeah. And he in the comic he melts down the gun. And puts it behind his bat symbol as a means of protection, right? Which is crazy because it's like it's something he 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 means it's something that's bringing him protection that's brought him so much pain. The symbol that is so tight. The symbolism that is so. If they even like think about talking about that, even for like two minutes in the movie, good job, Matt Reeves. You understand content <laughs> you you understand you understand what it means to be a nerd for sure that's what i want i love the decision if that's what it is i have one question how did he get the gun that's the one thing that i'm kind of curious about detective bro <laughs> how did he he was what seven when his parents got it's murdered the world's greatest detective how did he get the gun that killed he's his parents? also rich i there's so many this i don't who, know who still has the gun he tried from the their- crime that they committed more than a decade ago. Joe I, chills, man. I don't know. I don't know. But he tracked it down. I'm sure there's a way to write around it. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I, I agree with you. I love the way the, the suit looks. It seems very tactical. It seems very mechanic almost. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's really inspired by the Arkham video games. It's not the, the rubbery suit that I think we, we've seen in a few mm-hmm. um, sort of adaptations across the movies, like the Ben Affleck movies or even the, the 90s. Um, Michael Keaton suit, like was, which was really rubbery. This this seems very metal yeah. almost, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I really like that. And it's different. We haven't seen it. I was most concerned about how Robert Pattinson's chiseled ass face was going to look in the <laughs> suit. And it works. It really works. He he actually looks a lot like Adam West under there, um, which is really cool. And I think it's going to be amazing. I'm very much excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. As you know, Batman is my favorite um, comic book character. And so that anytime we can get a movie about Batman, it's going to be great. And we also learned that this movie 
is going to take place in um, Batman's second year mm. um, as as being the Batman. So it's not going to be year one, but yeah. it's going to sort of pay homage to that. But it's going to be in his second year. So we're going to get a Great really young decision. Batman, um, which I'm excited about. So. It's a great look at the suit. I also love the red, the red lighting. I did love the red. I like the music. The music was great. That's Michael Giacchino on the score. Okay. Giacchino, excuse me. Um, His nerdy self. Which is going to be. He's such a nerd. It's going to be It's going to be great. All the pieces are coming together, man. I'm very much looking forward to I'm so to excited. Movie, I can't so. wait to see the rest of the suit. Wow. Yeah, like the ears. If I see the ear, I need to see the belt. The belt. The Yeah, the utility belt. When, the I, see, ears. when I see the belt, even. Everything about the suit, the boots, like, like, give me, give me the whole thing at this point. And what is the ba- what is the Batmobile gonna look like mm. in this one? Man, I'm actually still blown away by Christopher Nolan's Bat. The Tumbler? It's so oh, that motherfucker <laughs> was rocking and rolling over all of Gotham. When boy. when I seen that goddamn motorcycle Dog, <laughs> come out, bro, I love that in Chris Nolan movie, Chris Nolan's Batman movies, like he introduced a new vehicle and everyone, like we had the Tumbler in the first one, that yeah. was a Batmobile, and then he mm-hmm. brought out the 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 the, the motorcycle, yeah, the, the Dark cycle. Knight, mm-hmm. and then we got the Bat. The the air the uh what's I it called know, I forgot what's called the, yeah uh, I forget but the airplane the airplane yeah in, in the mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises like we were getting new vehicles every time I was like so, yes yeah thank the ve- you the vehicles are a huge part of the story man they're they, so such which, important components to to the character which why I'm excited for Patty to give us this invisible <laughs> oh the invisible jet <laughs> no Wonder Woman jet, boy, we're getting Wonder it Woman. we're definitely getting it I'm looking forward to that um so yeah man it's a, it's a great look thus far we're gonna obviously see more things come out and yeah we're gonna inch closer to the Batman coming out June 2021 um. Next thing, man, Stranger Things 4 is coming. Here we go. Got another trailer, or the first trailer, I should say. I didn't even know that they were filming right now. It's kind of crazy. It's wild. It feels like Stranger Things 3 just happened. They schmooze. Um, but the big reveal, as we all expected, as we all awaited to see, mm-hmm. Hopper is alive. Thank the heavens. And he's in Russia. Which we thought anyways. He's in Russia with the Soviets, mm-hmm. which this is going to be interesting. So I don't even know what the story is pointing towards per se, but I guess the upside down is worldwide. I guess it's like more of a, it's more of a worldwide phenomenon than we yeah. thought maybe. I'm, um, I'm a little conflicted or, about or the, this. Or the Soviets are behind. I, man, I don't know. I don't know I what was, they're pointing to. I was already conflicted about season three, right? For Where sure. like they went to this like, anti-communist kind of vibe yes you know what i mean yes versus the government's performing experiments and they're really bad people <laughs> i kind of miss the the government just being bad and you know what i mean so now i'm like uh, it's starting you? to transition to something else yeah and i don't know how i feel about it still because even that's what's probably the still the weirdest thing about season three for me um but yeah we'll see We'll see. Um, yeah, it looks like they're turning this around pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. They know that them kids are getting old. Um, Finn right. Wolfhard will not be his same age forever. Millie Bobby Brown is getting old, so yeah. like they can't keep doing this forever. Mm-hmm. You think this might be the last season? Four? Like They might do four and out? I actually think five is a good number. Five? Maybe five they'll do I one? I think five is a good number just for the sound of it. Like Stranger Things five and then sure. you end it. Yeah. It sounds good to me. Four feels like such a weird number to end a series on. Um, so you're looking forward to Toy Story Five, is what you're saying? I'm not ruling it out that it won't happen. It probably will. <laughs> Pixar like that. That money. movie made just got an uh, Oscar. Yeah, Pixar like that money. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're probably right. They'll probably do at least um, one more after I think, this one. Again, we talked about Toy Story Four being the end of uh, Woody's journey, right? Yes. Maybe they end Buzz's in Toy Story Five. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So I kind of feel like uh, they'll end Stranger Things with them being seniors in high school. And once they graduate high school, then that's the end of Stranger Things. Hmm. Okay. 
Are you writing for Stranger Things? There, uh, is there something you want to tell me? Because that's actually that's really good. I didn't even think about that. In the at the end of high school, at right before they got to go off and just make sense to me into the adult world, which is probably about to almost perfectly line up with how old the characters are about to be. And thematically, that makes sense because mm-hmm. they're you know they've already lost a lot of their innocence, their childhood innocence. They've had to grow up really fast because they've had weird extraterrestrial right. shit happen but to them. But at the end of what season one, you see them at the dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? They still are doing a lot of school shit. <laughs> very true see. and so i think that they'll still play off that somehow um and in the series that way well we'll see what happens with stranger things for we don't know when it's coming out but i'm sure it's going to be coming sooner than expected knives out 2 is happening it is indeed yeah happening. i can't wait i'm ready one of 2019's best movies one of the funniest movies one of the most entertaining movies to come out last year from writer director ryan johnson um it has been confirmed that knives out 2 is happening and apparently they're looking for a title for Knives Out 2 because Man. they went on Twitter the other day <laughs> and they were like, give us your best Knives Out 2 sequel names. Go. I was it going just, crazy on the account. They ain't even going to lie to y'all. I was just typing stuff. <laughs> just typing whatever. Like, Didn't uh, you say, <laughs> you said Knives Out Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> I died. Knives Out Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> Knives oh. out too legit to quit. Just go for it. Just whatever. I, it's so funny because the next day Ryan Johnson was like, I literally read through all of these and I got no writing done. Like literally like, got no writing done because I was reading through these names. I like, I like knives out a fork in the road. <laughs> Yo, that's so bad. They, but so good. A fork in the road. They should do it, man. I'm excited though. I am too, man. It's such a great movie. It is. Um, I feel like he has yeah. so many ideas. Yes. Um, that he can just spew out, you know, into the into the world and still make him good. Um, I remember him saying they're really just going to be a um, continuation of Daniel Craig's character. What's his name? Detective. Oh, uh, Benoit Blanc. Be- yeah, Benoit LeBlanc. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, which I'm I'm down for. Daniel Craig's in all of them, potentially. I'm, let's do it. That's great. He has his next franchise after Bond. Let's do it. That's perfect. I'm with it. The more I get to see Daniel Craig act, um, especially with the Southern accent, accent i'm here for it right um yeah apparently like you just sort of alluded to it's going to be him returning as a lead but a completely new cast which if that's like the trajectory that's so that's so creative to just like switch up and get like another incredible cast and it's like a completely different case you know what i'm saying like what if it's another like weird ass family I'm or so excited to see who he can possibly get what if they, this cast was so far this cast was so far what if like the next one like what if it's like some of the best like I you know I'm I'm being biased here but what if it's like they assemble some of the best black actors I was just like, thinking what, about what that? if it's like a black oh family Oh my god it's Denzel Washington Viola oh, Davis Jennifer god. Lewis Oh my yeah. god Angela Bassett, <laughs> Angela Bassett. Like, Let's just go for oh it Oh my god Forrest Whitaker Oh man they can, just, they can make this so fire We should we need to we need to talk to him Knives out we to need to find Ryan Johnson Black Nerds that's going to be the name of it. <laughs> That's fire <laughs> yeah, I right. like that We're going to do that one Um no, no we got to find him and, and pitch that to him Um but I, yeah no it's I, I'm sure it's going to be great and, and Ryan Johnson is great so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it what it mean erica badu has a new perfume drop in man apparently y'all so which this, what this this is an interesting story here um i just heard about it once you mentioned it to me because yeah, i didn't man. know about it but so erica badu is making a perfume that smells like her vagina excuse me it <laughs> so um i think 
So actually, uh, about a year ago or something, Gwyneth Paltrow actually made a candle that smells like her vagina, and it sold out. It's like, Seriously, it was like a seventy-five dollar candle. Pepper made yes. it. <laughs> Pepper. So it was crazy. I think she made a video and she was like joking about it. And sure. She was like smelling candles. She was like, "Huh, this kind of smells like my vagina." And so she was like, "Man, this is a great opportunity." Sure. Let me let me <laughs> to, do this too. to market. <clears throat> this so so I think Erica Badu was like, "Look, I'm the most ethereal, most <laughs> most earthly. I'm not gonna lie, Crystal Heaven. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. If it's anybody's vagina, I would want to smell. <laughs> it's, it, it might be Erica Badu, man. It's probably her. That's so inappropriate, but <laughs> it's so. But listen, it. But it may. I think it makes a lot of sense for her brand, though. It does. I think it makes a lot of sense for Erica's brand, and it's probably a genius move. And it may very well sell out, just like Winners did. Like this it's is actually. Now is the is the scent like is it strong? Is it is it subtle? Like what it what are we pointing to? Uh, That's what I'm really it, curious it, it's, about. It's up to Erica Badu's vagina. Wow. Whatever. Man. It smells like I, I want to know what the name of it is going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to really I think going to sell it a lot. Like mm-hmm. whatever the name and like how they brand it um, is going to be like really interesting to see. It's going to be called PH. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to explore that anymore. Then you know what the doing P stands right? for. Yeah, I'm not even going to explore that. Um, <laughs> but no, that actually might really be a hit. Shout out to Erica for doing that. That's kind of hilarious. It's so hilarious, and it's actually I, cool. I actually can't wait till it drops yeah. just to see. The, the internet no for sure just to see the internet and also to see like the reactions to when people smell it like we people have to do reaction videos smelling she, what it is she needs to come out with a mixtape at the same time maybe not a whole album but something. give us a give us a song at the same time you got to do a music that drop. it drops yeah for and sure you could have a whole video with the just spraying it in certain places that probably don't belong there right like you're in church smelling your your pussy fragrance <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what is that you're wearing? It smells so good. Oh, that's my vagina. Oh, man. Yeah, People we gotta, in church will go crazy. We need the name. I, I got to know the name so we know what to call this. I know. Um, <laughs> that's that, right? Um, <laughs> Janet Jackson is going back on tour. Yes, she is. Uh, man, Janet stays on the road, I swear to God. She is going back on tour um, in support of her new album. It's going to be called The Black Diamond World Tour. Um, the legendary, the iconic Janet Jackson. I got to go see her because I don't know if this will be the last time you never really know right you never really know i have to sort of expect that she is getting older right i've just got to the point where i'm able to have the time and i guess the money to go to concerts for sure i have to go see her because i don't know you never know when she's getting out the game she got a kid yeah like you know i we didn't even know she's coming <laughs> Very true. Like this, is, her last one could have been her last one. And it's Janet. Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought that her last one might have been her last one. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it's Janet Jackson. It's Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Right. Like we gotta, we gotta support Janet. Like still a legend. Obviously, um, we should replace the word whisper in the dictionary to just Janet Jackson. Well, it would make sense at this point. Why are you probably? Why are you so happen? loud? You need to Janet Jackson. I'm yeah, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, she'll she so she'll be here in New York in July, mm-hmm. um, in Madison Square Garden. But this is a world tour, so it's going to be big and 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 better than you know probably anything she's ever done. I'm sure she's going to put on a show stopping performance that's going to be epic on all levels. Um, she obviously comes from that long lineage of the Jackson family. They all sound alike. It's kind of scary. They do. I, um, I guess that's what happens when you have so many children. 
children mm-hmm. in continuum. Um, yeah, like usually they look alike, but it's crazy how much they vocal cords align. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, like, dang, y'all and also like, and also still look alike too. Yeah, and they also still look alike. So yeah, man, Janet Jackson coming back on on the road doing another world tour. Are you gonna go see it and check her out? Uh, I certainly want to as well. Yeah, so hopefully I we can. Like uh, I, we got to get in there. Hopefully dog. we can make that happen. Um, we definitely have to address some a uh, little bit more somber news. Um, so. We actually just found out today that uh, that an actress, um, a child actress, has passed away. Unfortunately, um, Nikita Pearl, Nikita Pearl Waliqua, mm-hmm. um, she has tragically died at the young, 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 young age of fifteen. Um, if you don't know who she is, she was in a uh, Queen of Codway, mm-hmm. which came out uh, from Disney a few years ago. Yep. It had Lupita Nyong'o and David uh, Oyelowo. Yep. Um, and she was a she was an actress, a young child actress in that movie, and she just passed away today, unfortunately, um, which is really just sad, unfortunately, and tragic to to pass away at such a young age. And it was because of cancer, right? Yeah, she had a mistaken. she actually had a brain tumor. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, man, that's the worst um, of it. And just it's so sad to see so much talent, um, you know, somewhat not only just die, but. It's a brain tumor, dog. You like you kind of like know she suffered a little bit. Yeah, um, which sucks. Can't, fuck cancer, man. Seriously, that's really the that's what it is. Fuck, fuck all cancer, of cancer. Dog. It's just it's it's sad to 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 have her life cut so short, and yeah. she she obviously had so much ahead of her, and to just you know pass away at such a young age at fifteen is is terrible. So we just wanted to pay our respects to her and her family, you know, and, 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 you know, really send out thoughts and, and condolences to them, um, during this time. Cause that cannot, that cannot be easy, um, for, for, for someone at such a young age to, to leave us so early. So right. that's really unfortunate, but rest in peace for sure. um, to Nikita and definitely prayers and thoughts to her family. Mm-hmm. Um, another sad story, but sad on a, different sort of level i would say uh so we we just found out so we so we know that marvel marvel studios is currently um in the process of filming and finishing their movie the eternals right which is coming out later this year um it has a really really great cast attached to it the eternals it's going to be this really weird movie really you know examining this this extraterrestrial race um and it's going to span it's a story that spans a thousand years like thousands of years um so it's going to be a really really different movie for marvel right we we just learned um of an interesting tidbit so brian tyree henry um who is a you know, really great up and coming black actor. Um, if you don't know him, he's in Atlanta. He plays Paperboy. He's also Paper been in Boy, Bill Street could talk. He's been in Joker. Boy. He's been in Widows. He's been in a ton of projects. He 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 works all the time. In this movie, he's playing um a character called um Fastos. And in the movie, Fastos is in a homosexual relationship. He's a gay man, and he yeah. has um a young child with another character that we don't know the name of quite yet. But he's played by Haz Slime. Um, and we just found out from Haas um, basically that the the characters they are they are in a romantic relationship with each other. They're married with a family and have a child. Um, and so this news just came out that you know they're both going to be playing gay characters. And there was an interesting reaction on social media. Um, like I saw some support, obviously, like mm-hmm. a lot of enthusiasm that Marvel this apparently for the first time is going to be their first open and outward sort of depiction of right. a romantic which, gay relationship. People have been anticipating, right? Like everyone thought it was going to happen with Captain Marvel. Yes. Um, just because of the nature of the character, right? Um, 
it's really been this re- really weird teeter-tottering thing, right? Where, like, everyone's like, well, uh, well, Marvel comes out with uh, statements like, uh, our first upcoming openly gay character is happening, right? Right. And everyone's like, oh, my God, who's it going to be? And, like, now, th- I don't know. Some people are like, why are they announcing this? But then there's the other half of people that was like, oh, my God, we have to know who it is. And now we finally know who it is. And now, now the internet is, like, almost upset mm-hmm. that we know who it is it's really weird dude it's like as soon as we found out that it was brian tyree henry the the black man <laughs> per se right or just maybe someone not as cool i don't know what how people feel i know we a lot of people thought it was gonna be richard madden's character sure um could have been anybody else a lot of people wasn't even sure it was this movie it was the eternal. Yeah, because it was just kind of floating around as like it's coming soon, yeah, it but we didn't know soon. when it was happening. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I th- I just think it's really interesting how like when it was rumored that it was going to be Richard Madden and like everyone was on board um, to play the gay character, but now that it's like revealed it's going to be Brian Tyree Hill or Wow Hill, Brian Tyree uh, Henry, people are like mad saying that it's not as attractive. Sure. Or. The hope that you know it's just well yeah he's what a, is, he's a black man um, make it make it make sense in this movie and people are people have their feelings I would say I I have a few things to say about it one um, at the end of the day he is an actor so no matter what your expectation of him is or what you attribute him to in one particular role that's not going to translate to every role that he does mm-hmm. clearly he's shown us that he's a very versatile actor yeah to go from playing a character like paperboy in atlanta to playing um you know maybe even a smaller role like a really small role in joker to now it's going to be something that it seems to be different for him in mm-hmm. this movie we also have to remember that him as a person two things could have happened a he either auditioned for the role yeah. and was selected, mm-hmm. meaning he wanted it, mm-hmm. or B, Marvel reached out to him personally yeah, like, and asked okay? him, yeah. and he agreed. So Either or. Either or, this is something he wanted to do. Um, and he's an actor at the end of the day. This is his job, yeah, right? It's, it's wild, man. So, the, yeah, the expectations that people place on people as actors and the types of roles that they should be playing, I don't think is the right way to go because... Mm-hmm. He's an artist, and artists are about their art shit at the end of the day. And then, like, the whole sort of flip-flop, wishy-washy reactions to who we thought it was going to be versus who it actually turns out Mm -hmm. to be, that's bullshit um, because we obviously see the lack of black gay men that are depicted in media. In in fact, people used to, like, criticize Marvel for not going all in, right? Right. Like, they're like, why is there no black people in phase one or something you know what i mean they're they're being criticized for not going all in now finally they go all in and they're like mad it's not the pretty white boy exactly when we (laughs) actually we have an opportunity to really examine some intersectional shit yeah him being a black man and also a gay man two Mm -hmm. different identities that he has to i think deal with i think it's cool that the first lgbt you know what I mean? QIA plus member of the MCU is going to be a black man. That for is sure. cool as hell to me. For sure. It's, it kind of, you know what I mean? To me, that's all in. It's like, sh- that's, and it, and it, shatter, it. it shatters the expectations that were, I yeah. think, set forth from just a lot of people. And, right? and it's going to be on screen. I yes. actually, I hope, I hope they kiss. 
Oh, Haas already said that they do. Thank God. He said that they do. Like Make, he said, they share a beautiful shake kiss on the screen. homophobic yeah. table. <laughs> and I mean, you know, and this is not to also. I don't want to leave Haas out of the conversation as well. He's yeah. he's he's Lebanese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, he also this is an opportunity for him and like looking at different like all of this. This is this is this is why we're we're just mentioning this. This is going to be, I think, probably a really transcendent movie mm-hmm. for Marvel. Like they're looking at, at at these characters that really nobody knows. Nobody really knows anything about the Eternals. Like right. they're very very obscure mm-hmm. very low-key characters that have not had a big opportunity to shine even in the comic world even in the comic world yeah, they haven't the had that world. much you know mm-hmm. opportunity and so we're putting this property on the big screen you know to really be showcased to the entire world and not only are we looking at you know a really obscure um cast of characters but we're, we're taking them and we're giving them a lot of complexities yeah a lot of complexities and it's a really diverse cast too it is you know what i'm saying so like we're getting that and it's directed by a woman like chloe Zhao is directing this movie like what what more could you really ask for from a project yeah, right yeah it's just it's expectations built on i don't what the, what the norm yeah the, nor- the norm and just what people desire <laughs> yeah you desires. know out of their stories and what they what they choose mm-hmm. to pay for to go see but exactly i bet you the movie's fire as fuck I bet and you i is. bet you everything that they do is going to turn out great and i think right. that they're going to res- handle it with a lot of respect and care mm-hmm. um just like we've seen them to do with other projects mm-hmm. um like we saw how much respect and care that they took when they did black panther which is a wonderful segue because today oh is the two-year anniversary of Black Panther, the revolutionary movie that came out of Marvel two years ago, February 16th, 2018. We named that number three on our top ten comic book movies of the decade what a film, when we did man. that episode. Uh, but we just wanted to point that out. Yep. Two-year anniversary. One of the greatest movies. Superhero movies of all time. 100% of all time. 100%. Easy. And... That also means that we're just a little bit over two years away Uh-oh. from Black Panther 2 coming out. It's coming out May 2022. 2022. That's a lot. May 2022. <laughs> um, which, obviously, we're really looking forward to that. But, yeah, we just had to shout that out. Like, had Black to. Panther shook up the world in 2018. And it, apparently, what we were talking about earlier continues to shake the world. Absolutely. <laughs> because they keep asking Chadwick Boseman to do this damn... <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda forever salute. Leave my man's alone. The next time he do it, he's gonna flip. He's gonna flip on somebody. He's really he's gonna, gonna like, crack at some. Point. He's gonna be really like like y'all. That was like three movies ago. I've done like a lot of projects in, in since then. It's like come be, on, it's gonna be twenty twenty eight. Niggas gonna be like Chad, do the thing. Maybe they should come up with like a new thing for Black Panther two. Maybe maybe. Come up, but then he'll just get annoyed with that, right? Like I don't know. Um, but yeah, please leave Chadwick alone. Leave let my man let alone. him live. This is a break for him. He's supposed to be enjoying his life. <laughs> and not th- thinking about Black Panther. Really? Shame on that announcer for bringing that up, damn it. Man. That was not the time to play. By the way of Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was so clever. He thought it was He's like, I'm going to get him with great this Great idea. Chadwick rolled his eyes his, and then his hair, his hair didn't help. <laughs> no, I did not. It, it absolutely. It's the combination, man. He can, don't look nothing like T'Challa. Can that be the cover art for this episode? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> that picture of his hair and him doing the Wakanda forever. Can that just be the cover it art? Might have to be. Because that was that's a moment right there. Oh boy! Wow. Um. So that's all we got for this week, y'all. Um. Man, another episode of Two Black Nerds is down. We gotta remind y'all that something very special is coming up mm-hmm. this Tuesday. You're- which actually is going to be today if you're listening to this. Mm, true. We are doing the first ever edition of the Two Black Nerds Movie Club. Yep. And what are we watching? We are watching the one and only, the marvelous, beautiful, written, directed, 
and cinematography movie of The Last Black Man in San Francisco, man. Be ready to watch it. It's amazing. It's sensational. Again, if you have Prime Video, Prime Video, this is where we're going to watch it. Or, you know, if you're like me and Jordan here and you have physical copies of shit, just throw that thing in. Just throw it in there, man. But everybody should have Prime at this point. Everybody should have Prime. You you want them packages in two days from Amazon, which, I mean, you might not even realize that you actually get access to a whole library of shit. It is the most fire content. It in is. fact, that's where all the A24 movies are. Yes. They're all on Prime Video. They they actually, they're so slept on. They have, the most I think, content, the best right? selection of content out of any streaming service. Not to service. mention things like Marvel's Mrs. Maisel and Fleabag yes. and The Expanse and The Boys. Their originals is crazy. It is, it, they're going crazy. Jack Ryan. Prime Video is just so slept on to me. Yeah, man. they're really doing it. Yeah, they're really doing their thing. But uh, be ready this Tuesday. 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes, we're changing the time. time. We want to clarify that the Two Black Nerds Movie Club, Last Black Man in San Francisco, is happening at 8 p.m. Eastern, Eastern. which is 7 p.m. Central Time, if you happen to be Central, and so on and so forth. Um, That's when we will be kicking off the movie. So when you're at your your computer or at your phone or whatever, you want to live tweet with us, kick off that movie right at the stroke of 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central to kick off the movie with us. We will be live tweeting You're during the movie, of course. Of, of course. Um, and we will be using the hashtag to be in movie club. This will not be the last time we're doing this, y'all. In fact, we I want to make this a frequent thing. I think we can have a great conversation. Maybe next episode we talk about The Last Black Man in San Francisco. For sure. If you haven't seen the movie, it's not as fun. We can actually have a spoiler review. Yes. Because we have we would have known a lot of our friends, you know what I mean, followers would have seen the movie. Yeah, we didn't yeah, we didn't get a chance to review it because right. we started the show after after it was released. But right. it would be great to to recap it and you know, share our thoughts on the movie. And if you also, if you have thoughts to share, you know, hit us up and we can, you know, sort of incorporate those into the show. But I'm looking forward to it, man. It was one of my favorite movies uh, from 2019. It's a, it's a beautiful movie. It's so phenomenally, you know, written and directed. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's an excellent story um, that, that just, it was kind of slept on last year, but we're definitely going to pay some respect to it and watch it as the first movie for the two black nerds movie club, man. Looking forward to it, man. We appreciate y'all dog again. Happy black history month. Yes. Yes. We are black. Black as hell, even though we black every day. This is the month where we black on black. We blacker than black. We blackity black. Black with black. Black squared. All the blacks. Black cubes. Love it, <laughs> love it and live it. Love it and live it, man. Again, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Two Black Nerds. We're with Two Black. Too Nerdy. And we out. Peace. Peace.